0: Enter, Lord Christ. We have joy in your coming. You have given us life, Lord, and we welcome your coming. We turn now to face you. We lift up our eyes. Be blessing our face, Lord. Be blessing our eyes. May all eyes are looked on, be blessed and be bright. Our neighbors, our loved ones, be blessed. In your sight. You have given us life, Lord, and we welcome your coming. Be with us, Lord. Speak from your living word, and we shall have joy. Amen. Please be seated. This is a remarkable gift to be gathered together with you and to celebrate the life of Jane with all of you who loved her so much, and particularly her family. And right at the beginning, I want to thank your fine rector, Father Stu Shelby for gathering us in this setting and for giving me the privilege of the pulpit. It's a gift and I thank you so much. And also for arranging such a fine reunion with the clergy that are here. Uh, It's wonderful to see Jim Spencer and to see Amanda, Deacon Liz, and Jared, who I don't know quite as well, and others, I'm sure. We've all come this day, those of us who have known and loved Jane Niece as a companion and a friend on our earthly pilgrimage. And that very fact unites us. It draws us together. It weaves us together in a community of love and grace. She has given to us, each and every one of us, a shared treasure, a treasure that is radiant, that is beautiful, an expression of her humanity, a treasure of her searching, her deepening, and her expanding spiritual journey in Christ. And that radiance continues to shine through her beloved husband, Perry, and her cherished children and grandchildren, extended family. I mean, really, to simply be here in this grace-filled moment is a gift. It's to be touched to be connected once again to that radiance, that presence of disarming honesty, her joyful smile and laughter that warmed our souls. The fact is, isn't it, that we all loved her? For God's radiance was shining through her very own, And if you pause and be still for a moment like we are, you can almost feel it, can sense it, you can see it, this radiance, the joy of it, and you know that it's true. The music of the love of God and eternity is here, right now, all around us. My path crossed with her in 2006 when my wife and I moved here to Winter Park to begin serving as I became the rector of this wonderful, wonderful parish. And Jane and Perry were immediately welcoming to us, both in their words and in their loving actions, and that continued through the years. I mean, their lives were so intertwined that when I speak about radiance, it really was a shared radiance. They they kind of lit each other's torch. You know what I'm talking about. Well, I want to share a reflection with you as briefly as I can, but as sincerely as I can. There are many threads of this radiant tapestry of Jane's life. God painted her into the canvas of reality and said, Jane, go. It's your turn. And I think she took him up on that one. <laughs> two aspects of her narrative, two threads I want to share with you. you know, no life is without pain and suffering and challenge. Neither was Jane's. We know that. But her resilience, her perseverance, her understanding that life was a miracle to begin with was what was truly remarkable to me. Her life was about seeking, it was about seeking a kind of life that she longed for and yearned for and hoped for. Each of us has to make our own way through the maze of questions and the mystery and the difficulty of our existential reality. We just have to do that. But the gospel promises us that those who seek, truly seek, will find something. They will discover something. As we open to become intentional seekers, we discover, discover that there is a radiant life a true radiant life that God alone can give us. The wisdom of Jesus from the gospel reading that Mother Amanda wrote, read to us now, and it was chosen by Jane, says these words, "'Consider the lilies. "'They grow, they neither toil nor spin. "'Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory "'was not arrayed like one of these.'" But if God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek, interesting, do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things. And your father knows that you need them. Instead, and here's the wisdom, seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Seek, become a seeker. Jane was a seeker. Jane's life strategy was not simply to want, to have, and to do but she also conjugated those verbs in such a way that the most fundamental verb of her life, perhaps in the end, was simply to be. To be in the care and sufficiency of the God who created her and loved her. And you see, that widens our horizons. And as we seek another kind of life, By seeking the presence and reality of God's grace and love to us in this world, in this moment, in this time, we realize this is the friendship we have always dreamed of. Jane considered the lilies. She treasured the beauty of this world. Recently, in visiting James' family, Jane's family after her death, a visit that was filled with joy and laughter and tears. I mean, this was no post-mortem, grim experience. (laughs) This was filled with the joy and radiance of love. Betsy, David, and Nancy, and Perry shared with me, especially, the love that he and Jane had for their remote island home in Maine by the sea, they were surrounded for years and years and years by all that natural beauty, beholding, contemplating, seeking. They grew in their awareness that that very natural beauty was not simply external, but it was within them as well. In other words, they were aware of their oneness, of the seen and the unseen, beauty and mystery of God. They lived at the intersection of two landscapes, the seen and the unseen, the temporal and the eternal, and it nourished them, nourished their lives and their spirituality. Listen to her own words from an email that's printed in your bulletin that she wrote to a friend, Jean Raffa. This is remarkable writing. This is our first summer since we built in 1965 that we have not gone to Maine. My comfort is in closing my eyes, picturing each tree, rock, and wave. Life there is sensuous. I can almost smell the balsam and the ocean wash clean when the north wind blows. There are never enough repeats of the diamond-like sparkles of the sea as the small waves cup in the early morning sun. Words are insignificant, When the entire heavens are engulfed in orange and purple as the sun sets on the other side of the island, at the same time, pink light is reflected in the tidal pools, sensuous with hummingbirds by our bedroom window, so close you could touch them if they would let you, a flurry of wings and cheep, cheep, cheep of the nut thatches and the chickadees fighting for their moment on the bird feeder stuck to the glass, welcoming us as we raise our shade. To a new day radiance the depth that kind of depth is the gift of God's grace to see we are of infinite value in the heart of God we're cherished and we're beloved And there was one unrelenting constant that encouraged and guided Jane the shining wisdom and reality and person of Jesus of Nazareth, or as Albert Schweitzer named him, the luminous Nazarene. Which leads me to the second thread. Of Jane's formation, it was her deep compassion and service to others. Just one example In 1985, she was instrumental in forming a board to support El Hogar de Amor y Esperanza, the home of love and hope in Tegucigalpa, Honduras. And she remained a strong supporter there all of her life. And she's inspired many in this congregation over many, many years to join mission teams, to go to Honduras, to financially sponsor the children there. And Jane would often tell me, with great intensity, fierce with reality, as she can be, but always in love, <laughs> that I must go and experience the great work being done there, always telling me that children would fill my heart, they would melt my heart with their hope and love. And she was right. Nancy and I went at the inspiration of Jane and Perry, I took a team with Nestor de Armas, much beloved here, led by our friend Nestor, and it was transforming. And after I came back, we got in late on a Saturday night, and I had to preach on Sunday morning here at All Saints. And so I tried to give it a go, and as I was sharing what my experience was, I did really well, I think, until I came to mention the name of a friend. <laughs> a little boy, his name, Eduardo, and I just lost it. I literally wept through the sermon. Eduardo, he was Christ to me. And What I'm trying to say here is that this is not anything that we manufacture or cultivate on our own. This is the discovery of the radiance of God. And his love for us. Finally, the meaning of Jane's life is supremely found in the resurrection. Found in the seeking of the resurrection, the present risenness of Jesus. As Jane was beginning to make a transition, I had the opportunity to visit her. And she said to me, I want to be ready she knew she was making her journey home. She was counting on it. The journey home is made possible by the dying and rising of Jesus. Because God raised Jesus from the dead, we can confidently assert that death is not the last word. It doesn't speak the final word about our lives, nor will it ever speak the final word about Jane. What will happen to us? Well, that's a semester's course, but the Apostle Paul put it this way very briefly. We will be changed, for this perishable body must put on the imperishable, Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ? Not annihilation, my friends, but consummation. Let me close. I ask myself and I ask you, what are we seeking really? I mean, what am I seeking really? What are you seeking? Like Jane, are we seekers for the truth? It is the luminous Nazarene who said to us, Above all things, seek first the reality and realm and kingdom and presence and active sufficiency of his grace. And what we truly need is already ours. So, my dear friends... Carrie, her family. Wow. It's been such a gift to know you and to know Jane. Let's remember her. Let's treasure her and her radiance. As the Celtic Christian tradition poetically says, poetically says, our loved ones are hiding in the wind, ready to carry us home. Jane is now more fully alive than she has ever been before.